When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast offering inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound positive changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast, as well as offering personal coaching and spiritual counseling. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform just the desire to make positive changes and grow. I'm an ordained minister, and I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together, we can do the work to recover our souls. For today's episode, I wanted to talk about intuition and guidance. And I came to this because as I've worked on my soul recovery, I've become more aware of that still small voice that comes inside of me that is more and more clearly giving me every guidance along the way. Some of them are big and some of them are small, but it is a guidance that allows me to feel like I am moving in the right direction, that I've stopped pushing to find the answers through my intellect, through my ego self that wants to fix it, wants to make it happen. And as I continue to turn more and more inward into myself, that I can hear this guidance that feels like it's coming from something greater than me, something deeper, something more than the mind that is so busy. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. One of the things that was inspiring to me was a podcast that I recently listened to on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday podcast series. And it talked about intuition from a safety standpoint. And she talked about how we as women in particular, for the women listening, have this inner voice, this inner knowing, and that we have been told, we have been cultured, we have been trained to not actually listen to that inner guidance, that we are to be nice, that we are to be uh, accommodating, and that sometimes when we're in a dangerous situation, that we don't listen to that inner guidance, that inner intuition, and find ourselves in situations that are dangerous for us. And that's not the purpose of my conversation today. But what they said was, what the experts said, was that human beings are the 
only animals that will be in the presence of danger and stay and walk back into it. That all of the animals can be doing their thing. And as soon as their, their senses are heightened, as soon as they have that intuition that there is danger, they flee. And not only was I thinking of intuition on that level, but on the deeper level of where we feel, we can feel and know a guidance that tells us that this relationship is not what is right for us. This job is not what's right for us. This conversation, whatever that guidance is, whatever the movement is to go on a trip or to go do these things, and we continue to move forward and to do those things and be involved in those relationships, be involved in those jobs, that everything is yelling out to us internally, that this is not right for me, that this doesn't feel right in my gut. And yet, as human beings, we stay. And that keeps us stuck. And so then we don't listen to the other guidance, the inner guidance and the intuition that's coming from what I believe is higher power that guides us to tiny changes to really allow us to be in the flow of our lives. So that's what I want to talk about today. So what is guidance? What is intuition? Some of us don't even know what that feels like. And unless it's something big, like being in a scary situation, as described in the podcast with Oprah of people putting themselves, not even putting themselves, being in situations that turn out to be aggressive and dangerous, and and how that intuition works, whether they flee or allow themselves to get taken to another location. I think that some of us, it takes us a long, long, long time to be able to hear the stillness inside that is just that inner nudge to be mindful and to be connected with what that voice is saying. And I know for so many people that I've talked to and worked with and listened to in the rooms and been present for we have been conditioned to not listen to that voice. We have been given every reason to not listen to that inner voice. And so then we move into a place where we really have our, our analytical deduction take place, where maybe the voice comes, but then we go into a place of telling ourselves why we shouldn't listen to that voice oh, that can't be true. That person's really nice. And I should really do this for them because, you know, I, I, I said I would and I, I really I can't not go do that. Whatever the deductions are. Oh, it's okay that this person is treating me like this or doing these behaviors because I, 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 I can wait. It's not that important to me. I'm not that important. Our ego self that wants to know the answers that not knowing is uncomfortable sometimes. And so to put ourselves in a place where it's easier for us to force that answer, 
rather than sit back and listen to the guidance. Listen to that inner voice that comes from your heart, that comes from deep inside your soul, that sometimes are the answers that are not the answers that our ego self want or the direction that our ego self wants. What is that intuition? How do we get closer to it? I know for me that recovery work, doing the spiritual work, which is what recovery work is, connecting more deeply with what I believe is my higher power, being more present in the moment, slowing the speed of my mind, having a regular meditation practice, a regular spiritual practice, has allowed me to have space in my mind to listen. And it is interesting how it can be the big things. Questions about what do we do with career or relationship, that when you ask for the guidance comes in either clear or slow but steady voice, one way or another. Or sometimes it's just that piece that says, oh, right now is the time to go to the grocery store. Right now is the time to make that call. Right now is the time to send that email. And the more I listen to that intuition and that guidance, it seems like the flow is steadier and easier and my way is made easier. That the minute that I decide to make that one errand, I find something that I've been looking for that I couldn't find. My favorite is when you run into somebody that you hadn't seen for a long time and you think, wow, if I hadn't come here five or 10 minutes different, I would have missed this opportunity to be present with this person. And they're little, they're they're not big mind-breaking things, but they're these little pieces of being on the flow. The other thing that I feel like has really helped me is to really continue to work on my mindfulness practice, my presence practice, the being right here, right now. And that if I'm trying too hard to plan everything out so far in advance, that I'm missing the opportunity to listen to that intuition, that guidance that might be leading me in a direction I know we've planned for trips or vacations or activities, and there's something sometimes that feels like I just need to sit back with it. And it's interesting that when I allow myself to really kind of just be with whatever that energetic flow is, some of those things don't work out. And it will be interesting to think I didn't spend a whole bunch of time planning or packing or preparing for this because I couldn't feel a drive or an energy for it. I listened to the intuition that just said, just sit back with this for a minute. Just be patient. Just wait. And in that, it didn't move forward. And most of those cases, it's okay. And I think How often we don't know what the results are if there isn't a calamity or if there isn't crisis. But I believe that those intuitive guidances that I get keep me from having some of those clashes 
because I'm listening more attuned to what my spirit is telling me, what my heart is telling me. And you're sensing. How do you sense that presence? I know that in my spiritual community, in unity, they call it the still small voice. And that it can take time for us to be able to clear our mind of all the chaos that happens and the monkey mind, as they call it. But the more we listen, the more we allow ourselves the space to listen to that still, small voice, the more loudly it speaks to us. I also feel like we can use our intuition to connect with people and to allow ourselves to really feel other people and to allow ourselves to be in situations where instead of coming in and having our ego and our physical body and our analytical deduction be trying to figure everything out. You come into contact with the person and this bigger mental piece of you is trying to figure out who is this person? What are they thinking? What are they doing? What do they want from me? And as they're talking, all you're doing is thinking about what you're going to say next. And what I offer is that that intuitive voice, that sensing self, that connection with higher power self, that asking to be connected from the higher power self allows us to be quiet, allows us to be present with somebody and be able to feel different energies and interactions with them. Who are they? What is going on inside of them? Can you feel the vibration? Is it a vibration of compassion? Is it a vibration of anger? Is it a vibration of upset? Is it a vibration of joy? What are their emotions on an intuitive level? Down below, beneath. That intellect piece is always on the surface. It's looking on what's on the outside. And our intuitive self is underneath, listening, listening, listening from an underneath place, a place of the heart, a place of connection, a place of higher power. And so when you're sitting there with that person and you are being more present and you're being more open to what the intuition is. What if we were in a conversation where we weren't forcing our side, but listening and asking intuitive guidance of what is mine to say? Is this necessary? Is it kind? Is it part of the productivity of the meeting? Am I just trying to get my point across so that I can be heard? Is this actually helpful? How can I use my words to better the situation from a higher perspective? What is the guidance that I'm asking for to move things forward in a more compassionate way? And as we use those skills more and more and more with people, they become more relaxed with us. They become more open, more vulnerable, more willing to share from their heart. 
And when we create situations and environments in our homes and at work where we're coming for more of a guidance, intuitive stand, people feel safer. They don't even know it. They don't even know what's changed, but something's changed. I know, and I've said before, that I am so different in the world than I was before. And the world feels incredibly different to me. And I'm sure the world is pretty much the same. But if I allow that intuition, which comes all the way from when I'm going to leave my house to how I'm going to drive my car, to where I'm going to park my car, to where I'm going to, you know, what am I going to do? What's the first thing I'm going to do? Whether it's going to meet people or going on errands or work. If I'm in the the flow of the guidance, I'm letting go of resistance. And resistance only makes us irritated. If I wake up in the morning and I think, oh, I don't really want to go to work today. Why do I have to go to work? I really would rather just stay home. I'm in resistance. And it's very likely that I'm not going to have a great work day. But I notice that the resistance is opposing my guidance and my intuition. My resistance is my ego self that is trying to tell me that I want it to be the way that my ego wants it. And resistance keeps us from flourishing. Resistance keeps us from hearing that still small voice. It keeps us from being able to have a creative flow to have a voice that comes and gives us the blessings of new thoughts and new ideas. Resistance keeps us from change. And change is inevitable. The only thing that we can count on is change. But we don't want the change. So then we have resistance. And then we don't listen to our intuition. And then we're irritable and discontent and frustrated and pissed off. So what if we listened to that intuition that knows better, that has greatness for you, that is the connection with higher power and spirit, that is that inner voice of what I think is God? And to me, it's not this big booming voice. It's more of a follow this path, walk this way. Hear these words. Do these things. Give yourself this grace. Give this person this grace. Be gentle. Be kind to yourself, to others. And when I'm asking for the intuition, when I'm asking for the guidance, I try to connect so deeply with that inner space of myself that connects with higher power, and I ask it to be clear. Please grant me the guidance with clarity, with compassion, with a way that I can hear it so that I can do the work that is better for the world. And the more I step out of the resistance and that need to have my own personal needs be the number one thing that's met, and that I move towards a place that's more about service, more about greater kindness 
It's interesting because you would think that that would mean I was less than, that I wasn't getting what I need as much. But I'm finding the complete opposite. I'm finding that the more I am of service, the more my heart opens and the more I feel the love and compassion from other people, the more deeply connected my relationships are, the more deeply connected I am to myself, to higher power, to my own being. And through that, the more clearly I can listen to and hear the guidance and let go of the resistance and just be in the flow. And I I think that having a regular spiritual practice, you know, we do maintenance on our cars, we, we have routines at work, we have routines in our life, and sometimes we forget that the most important routine is the routine of self, the routine of making sure that we take care of our own spiritual being. And when I get out of those routines, I find my resistance is strong, that my ego takes over, that I don't hear that intuitive guidance voice as clearly. So what is your intuition? What is your guidance telling you? For large situations and for the small ones, do you have that voice? And if you don't, how can you cultivate it? And if you have it already, how can you make it stronger? I believe that the intuitive voice is guiding you to your best self, to your highest self. And sometimes the choices that we have to make when we listen to that guidance are complex and not easy. But you have the strength to do it. You are strong and powerful and worth it. So I hope that this has given you some inspiration to listen more clearly to your intuitive voice. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website recoveryoursoul.net. There you can find more about Rev. Rachel, book coaching or spiritual counseling sessions, read the blog, listen to her music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive updates. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage. We hope you'll follow us on Instagram and Facebook and become part of our transformation community. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.